the splendor of the King. Clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, and trembles at his voice. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. And age to age he stands, and time is in his hands. Beginning and the end, beginning and the end, the God at three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and I will see how great. on this beautiful Sunday morning. It is wonderful to see you here. And for those who are worshiping with us online, welcome to you as well. We are glad to have you here this morning also. And now, friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And let us greet one another. The peace of Christ be with you guys. Say good morning. And let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning and we ask, Lord, that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and bless us with your power as we worship you this morning. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, you ready for a children's moment? Yes? Okay, come a little bit closer here. Time? Oh, do you see something? I don't know. Well, okay. Okay, so let's talk about something. So what's tomorrow? Does anybody know what tomorrow is? It's Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day is a day all about what? 
love. It's a day all about love. Now, who do you love? Aw, thank you. Who do you love? Oh, look at this. I am the luckiest pastor and mom ever. Okay. Who do you guys love? Aside from me, who do you love? You. Oh, you love Lucy. Oh, look at that. You're pointing right up. You are pointing to God. Yes, you love God. And do you know who loves you so much? God. God loves you more than you will ever know. Now, Jesus talked to a whole bunch of people, the crowds of people, and he taught them all sorts of important lessons. And you know how sometimes things can get really difficult? Sometimes bad things can happen. Sometimes you can get hurt or maybe you can get really sad. You know that happens sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he gave them ring pops? No, God did not give them ring pops, and Jesus did not give them ring pops. But sometimes when those bad things happen, we need to remember what Jesus told us. And Jesus told us that even when bad things happen, God loves us. God loves us so much that we have the kingdom of heaven to wait for. And when we get to the kingdom of heaven, there's no bad stuff, and there's no scary stuff, and there's no sad stuff. In the kingdom of heaven, it is perfect. So what I want you to remember this weekend, especially as we go into Valentine's Day, is I want you to remember how strong the love of God is. Do you know that the love of God is stronger than any force in the entire world? What's something that's really strong in this world? My sweat. Oh, that's weird. Okay. So <laughs> water. water. Okay. Water. Yeah. Love, yes, is bedrock. Thank you. Bedrock is really strong. And you know what's stronger? God's love. Yes, exactly. It can still break sometimes. Thank you for saying that. It can still break sometimes, but you know what can never break? God's love for you. So I want you to remember that. And as a reminder of how much God loves you, I thought you should have a little Valentine's from God. And so everybody is going to get a ring pop to take to Sunday school and to have after. Oh, we're going to wait patiently. You guys are like little monsters here. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Here, hand those out and then let's stand. Let's stand and let's pray before you go off to Sunday school. Did everybody get one? Because everybody needs God's love. Okay, here you go, Lucy. There we are. You can have that one. Okay, let's stand and let's pray. Holy and loving God, we know that you love us. Help us to feel your love this morning. And let us love you in response. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing you. Amen. I feel like the kids don't need any more sugar this morning, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so now, friends, if anybody has any announcements, you can come forward at this time. And I do want to say, if there's any kids out there that didn't get a ring pop, uh, send them up, and of course they can get one. We've got extras. But if anybody has any announcements, come forward at this time.
Good morning. The Sunday school kids are going to be making uh, the Valentines for vets. They just started it last Sunday, and they're going to continue and finish up today. We've been doing this at Zion for many, many years, but also we haven't done it in a few years. So it's good to come back, and the mission team consists of Sue Clark, myself, Sue House, and Debbie Grine, and we brought it back. So if you have a time today, maybe give your kids a little talk as to exactly what was going on. I know the Sunday school teachers will tell them, but it helps to have mom and dad also talk to them. And then I'll take them over today to the hospital and they'll distribute them tomorrow. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name is Debbie, for those that don't know me. This is Sally and this is Don. We are part of the health ministry team here at Zion. And the health ministry team has set up a series of uh, talks um, by different guests um, through June. It's once a month. Um, and Sally and Don will be telling you a little bit about it. Um, the first one is a, um, the opiate crisis in Erie County Narcan training. That is on Saturday, March 5th from 9 to 11. And then Don's, Don's is actually the week before. Um, she's going to have a series of exercise classes for us. Um, they are free to everybody, so please feel to join us. Uh, information and the sign-up sheets are on the front board by the door. Uh, we need a count to know how many are coming. So, Silly? And the first one uh, of the lectures will be, uh, as Debbie said, about the opiate crisis in western New York area. Um, and there will be a representative here from the Erie County Health Department to tell us the history of how this all happened um, and also train us in Narcan, um, which is to be used, uh, can be used on anybody that might be overdosing. So it's really important, I think, that any adult in the church would come and listen to this lecture since so many families are affected by addiction. Um, it is on Saturday, March 5th, again, between 9 and 11. And you can sign up in the back or let Debbie know if you're coming. It's really a very informative lecture. Uh, like, like Debbie said, I'll be teaching a class on Saturdays once a month. For, I, we're going to focus on stretching. It's going to be like a yoga-based. Um, I, have, I have 16 years of experience. I work mostly with breast cancer survivors, so I have a lot of experience with modifications and limitations, neuropathy especially. So uh, if somebody is thinking that they don't want to try because maybe they have some kind of a, a restriction, please know that I have plenty of experience and I can give modifications. I do ask that um, you bring a water bottle. If you have a yoga mat and you think that you can get up and down from the floor, bring it. If, you, if you're not going to get down um, onto the floor, I wouldn't worry about it. I'll have modifications in chairs for anybody that wants to participate but can't get up and down from the floor. And uh, also a hand towel, because hand towels are great to help you stretch, give you a little bit more range of motion. So the stretching, that's I just wanted to talk real quick, the stretching is to improve range of motion, circulation, improve muscle recovery, and just make you feel a little bit better. So everybody's welcome. The sign-up is out in the hallway. The classes will be uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. in Cook Hall. The first one is February 26th. So please sign up so I can get an idea who's going to be here. Thank, Thank you. you, Health Ministry.
Hey, good morning. In lighting this peace candle, let us reflect on the word peace. Um, in Hebrew, the word peace is shalom, which means completeness and wholeness. So my prayer for us today is that the areas of our hearts or our spirit that don't feel so whole and complete, that God could set a fire, set a light in those areas for us so that the peace and love of God can make us feel more whole. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a Let us join together for the opening litany. Jesus says, Blessed to you who are poor. For you are the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now. For you will Blessed are you who weep now. Blessed are you when the people hate you and when they exclude you. We hear these words of Jesus and remember, even when life is tough, God is with us and will never forsake us. Come with your hurts and your fears and give your heart to God. We give our hearts to God today. Let us worship. Secret in the quiet place, in the stillness you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you, cause I want to
Amen. And our reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. We are in the sixth chapter currently of the Gospel of Luke, and we will read verses 17 through 26. So open up your pew Bibles, or even sometimes some folks like to use their cell phone app, if you've got that. If you're used to using your cell phone app, you could do that as well. But open up the text one way or another so you can follow along. We are going to read from the Gospel of Luke, the sixth chapter, starting with verse 17. And friends, if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. All right, friends. Now we're going to have to try that one more. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord? Are you ready for the word of the Lord to speak to you? Maybe I should phrase it that way. If you are, please say amen. amen. All right, starting with verse 17. Now Jesus came down with them, with his disciples, and he stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all of Judea and Jerusalem and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd were touching him, for power came out from Jesus and healed all of them. And then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace of 
Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. We turn to you, the one who is, the one who was, and the one who always will be. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your Holy Spirit as we worship you this morning. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. People would travel from far and wide to come and see Jesus. People would travel from far and wide because they wanted to be healed by Jesus. If they had ailments, if they had things that, that were hurting them and harming them, they would travel to see Jesus because they believed that if they just touched him, then they would be cured. And so people, they would touch Jesus and then they would be cured. And, and it was a miraculous thing. And other people... People would travel from far and wide because they wanted to know if Jesus might really be the Messiah. They may have not needed to be healed of any ailments, but they wanted to know if Jesus could be the long-awaited Messiah, if Jesus truly did have power from God. And so they came to hear Jesus and to listen to Jesus. And Luke chapter 6 is full of wise sayings that Jesus says to his disciples and to the crowds. Now it's really important for us to understand that many people who came to hear from Jesus and who came to be healed by Jesus came from the lower end of the totem pole. There were many people who came to Jesus who were in need of something or they were lacking or they were hurting. And these people lurked long hours day after day only to barely have enough food to feed their family. And there were people who would come to Jesus who were physically hurt with ailments that doctors 
could not heal. And, and all of these people came to Jesus. It's also important to know the kind of lessons that people taught back then. The priests and the Pharisees, so often they would, they would turn, uh, teach inaccurate lessons. They would teach that if you had much, if you had wealth, if you had joy, if you had a full belly, then clearly you were blessed by God. You know, if everything was going well in your life, then the priests and the scribes and the Pharisees, they would teach that if everything was going well in your life, that's because God was blessing you. They would also teach that if things were not going well in your life, if bad things happened, if you were poor, or if you were sick, or if you had lost someone, then clearly you were cursed by God. And Jesus comes to speak to this false notion that was being taught. Jesus came to speak to this because this is untrue. Because the reality is we live in a world that, that is full of free will. We live in a world that is full of good and evil. And God isn't like just some puppet master there being like, oh, I'm going to bless you with health. Oh, wait, what about you? No, I'm going to curse you. That's not how God works. But back then, back then people didn't understand that. Back then, people would listen to the religious elite who would say, well, if you're doing well, then God's blessing you. If you're not doing too well, then clearly you did something wrong and you're cursed. People would hear that. So Jesus, he taught the opposite. He gathered all the crowds. He gathered the crowds together, people who had been down on your luck. I want you to think for a moment, and this is not a good thought, but, but think about a time when maybe you were really low in your life, or maybe every, that pain that you were feeling was a little bit too raw. Think about that moment, and then imagine at that moment sitting in front of Jesus. And Jesus looked around at the crowds, people who could not rub two pennies together. They barely had anything in their pockets. He looked at the crowds. People were down in their luck. And he said, blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And he looked around the crowds, people who worked long hours, but, but they had servants' wages, and they didn't have enough food in their bellies. People who had those hunger pangs that were so regular that, that they barely even felt them anymore. He looked at people who were starving, and he said, blessed are you who are hungry, for you will be filled. And he looked around the crowds and he looked at people who were mourning. People whose hearts were broken. People who had just buried spouses or children or loved ones. And he looked at people who were so devastated at that moment that they came to Jesus just to hear a little bit of good news. Just to feel a little bit of hope. And Jesus looked at them and he said, blessed are you who weep now for you will laugh. And I imagine that they had just a, a glimmer of hope when they heard those words. And then Jesus looked at the others, and I promise you that those scribes and those Pharisees, do you know that those pesky scribes and Pharisees were always lurking around? They didn't believe everything that Jesus had to say, yet they knew that Jesus had power. They knew that Jesus was becoming more and more popular. And so those pesky scribes and Pharisees, they were always lurking in the background, listening to all of this, getting angry and getting jealous as Jesus was becoming more and more popular. And I guarantee guarantee you that Jesus was looking at those who had abused their power. Jesus was looking at those who had wealth and had abused their wealth. Jesus was looking at people who had much and who had used that to abuse others. Jesus had looked at people who had abused their powers and abused their privileges. He looked at them and he said, woe to you. 
Woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are hungry now. Woe to you who laugh. And I imagine Jesus was thinking, woe to you who laugh at the expense of others. Jesus looked at all those scribes and Pharisees that were there for bad intentions, who had abused their power and who had made others feel little. You know those people who have much and they make others feel worthless? Jesus was looking at people like that and he said to them, oh, woe to you. I imagine that what Jesus was doing in this sermon as he was preaching to the people, as he was talking to the people. He was looking at those who were down on their luck. He was looking at those who are just so heartbroken and he was giving them hope. But then he was also looking at those who had way too much and he's saying, you better check yourself. You better watch out what you're doing right now. And I just imagine that this must have been the most powerful sermon that anybody had ever heard before. I mean, this beatitudes, these blessings and these woes. Could you imagine hearing Jesus Jesus preach these words. Could you imagine how powerful that must have been? Whenever I'm in the kingdom of heaven one day, I really hope there's a movie theater there where we can watch these events because I want to hear everything that Jesus said exactly as Jesus said it. Now, here's the thing. As we read through these blessings and these woes, we can always find comfort in the blessings because raise your hand if you've ever struggled financially before. You can give me a little wave. Raise your, raise your hand if you have ever been hungry before. Raise your hand if you've ever felt just pain before and heartbreak before and emotional depression and, and sadness. Give me a wave if you've ever felt anything like that before. It's people who have felt those things that Jesus is talking to when, when he says that they're blessed. It's like Jesus looks at everybody who's hurting and says, I know you're hurting now. I know that there's evil in this world now. But the kingdom of God is coming. I know that you're hurting now. I know that this pain is deep. But the kingdom of God is coming. I know that this depression won't leave you. I know that you are struggling. But I promise you the kingdom of God is coming. Jesus spoke words of hope to those who felt like they had no hope whatsoever. And then to those that abused their power. Who I would not want to have been one of those Pharisees at that moment. I'm sure that they were sitting in the hot seat there as Jesus spoke directly to them. And you know, I'm the kind of person that I'm not very courageous to speak to somebody if they're doing something wrong. I don't think Jesus shied away for it for a moment. I think that if there was a Pharisee sitting right there, Jesus probably walked up to them and said, woe to you. Jesus spoke directly to people like that. But here's the thing. Sometimes we read these words and we don't know how to, what to do with them. Sometimes we read these words and, and we think, okay, well, that's nice. The blessings are nice. The woes are a little bit scary. I'll tell you, we were reading this during Bible study the other day. On, I think it was on Tuesday. And I had just eaten my lunch. So I was sitting there with a full belly. I had just eaten my lunch as I started to read for Bible study. And I was like, uh-oh, blessed are you who, full, who are full now. And I'm like, oh, man, my belly is pretty darn full right now. You know, sometimes we read these words. And we think, oh no. We see ourselves in the side of the blessing, but sometimes we wonder if we might have to see if we're also in the side of woes. Sometimes these words of woes can be a little bit intimidating. And here's the thing they're supposed to be intimidating. These woes are supposed to challenge us. Jesus comforts us, yes, but Jesus also challenges us. 
This is the kind of thing. We have to know that Jesus challenges us. Do you guys want to be the same person tomorrow that you are today? No. Do you want to be the same person in a year from now than you are today? No. I don't know about you, but I want to try to get better in my level as a Christian. I want to try to be better and get better. Anybody with me? Anybody want to wave their hand, shout amen, anything like that? I don't want to stay the same as I am today in the future. I want to grow and I want to be the better version of myself as a follower of Christ. Can anybody say amen to that? That should be a loud amen. We should all be here because we want to be better versions of ourselves as followers of Christ. And so what that means is that we should actually hear these woes and we should be challenged. I'm going to tell you, I heard this song, I think it was two weeks ago, and I wish I could play it for you here in the sanctuary, but the Facebook streaming powers that be would then mute the rest of the service. So I can't do this. So I'm going to give you some homework today. I'm going to give you some homework when you, you don't even have to leave this place. You don't even have to sign off of of Facebook, I want you to look up a song called Craig by Walker Hayes. Has anybody heard the song Craig by Walker Hayes? No. Oh my goodness. You all have homework. I need every single one of you. Okay. I'm looking at you just like Jesus looked at people. I'm looking at you and I'm telling you, and I can even play it after this service is over. If you want here in the sanctuary, I think everybody should hear this song. So Walker Hayes, he's a uh, country singer who's a little bit different. But Mercy Me, actually, the Christian band, they actually redid this song with Walker Hayes to re-release it. And so that's the reason that I had heard it. But this is a song that's a true story about a man named Craig. And I'm going to kind of ruin the song for you just here for a second by telling you the story. So Walker Hayes, when he was a struggling musician for many, many years, like this year, he's finally getting some popularity, but it took a long time for him to get there. And so he was a struggling musician with a wife and six kids. Could you imagine having six kids? Whew, a wife and six kids. And so he was a struggling musician. And, and I imagine his wife made him go to church because he says that he went to, to church and he kind of smelled like beer and didn't want to be there. So I'm imagining that his wife made him go to church. So he goes to church and he meets a guy named Craig. And this guy was a good guy. And so he meets this guy named Craig. And then, you know, he has a record deal, so he's doing okay. But then eventually he loses his record deal because he's a struggling musician. So he loses his record deal. And then when he loses his source of income, he he gets to that poverty feeling. When Jesus says, blessed are you who are poor, he was feeling that at that moment. He hit that poverty moment where he suddenly had no more income coming in and, and he had had a minivan that he had to give back to the dealership because he couldn't keep up with the payments. So then he was left there with one car and eight family members, six kids and two adults. And so he couldn't even fit his whole family in a vehicle anymore. And then one day Craig shows up at his son's baseball game and gives him an old minivan and tells him to sign the papers and that it's his. And this was something that he had never experienced before. Somebody with much, somebody with good fortune helping somebody in need. And he said, you know, he was too ashamed to, to be adequately grateful at that moment. But it's this song about a man named Craig. It's kind of like, I think, his thank you for Craig. When Craig went above and beyond to help him when he was at his lowest time, at his time of poverty. And I listened to this song and it gave me all sorts of tingles. You know, am I the only person who hears those songs and I get all sorts of tingles? I've made my husband listen to the song. I've made my kids listen to the song. I've probably sent it to many of you telling you guys to listen to this song. Oh, I love this song so very much. And I love it because it's a true story. But here's what I think we can learn as we challenge ourselves with these woes. I want us to challenge ourselves with these woes if we can. Get comfort from the blessings, but challenge ourselves with these woes. Here's what I want us to think. 
The more fortunate we are, the more that we're called to help others. Do you get that, friends? The more fortunate we are, the more we are called to help others. If we become more and more fortunate as time goes on, then we are more and more called to help others others. If we see someone in need and we have more fortune, it is our job as followers of Christ to try in some way to help them. It is our job as followers of Christ. The more fortunate we are, the more that we need to help other people. This is where we are challenged. Now the whole rest of the world is just going to go on living their lives, but on this Sunday, every single church member and every single church that is reading the lecture text is reading this, what we just read right now. Every single church that follows the lectionary, which is Catholic and Protestant and Episcopalian and a whole bunch of churches, all of us are reading this today. All of us are reading from Luke chapter 6. Imagine if we all heard these woes and we all accepted the challenge. The more fortunate we are, the more responsible we are to help others. Has anybody ever seen videos that go viral of Shaq? You know Shaq. Everybody knows Shaq. Shaq, apparently, every time he goes into a store, he buys stuff for people. Every time that he goes into a store, he finds some kid in need, and he buys them things that they need. You know, every time he goes somewhere, he's always buying things for people. Now, this is Shaq. He's got to have, you know, more money than God. It's just unbelievable. And yet, he uses his fortune to bless others. I don't think anybody here is quite that fortunate, maybe. But here's the thing. The more fortunate we become in life, the more we are called to help others. Do we get that? I think we do. So the message from Jesus in this sermon that I so wish I could have heard, oh, I hope there's a movie theater in heaven. This message from Jesus is twofold. One, the first message is when we are down, we are blessed. When we are down and we might be heartbroken, we need to remember that God loves us, that God blesses us, and that the kingdom of God is greater than we will ever imagine. When we are heartbroken, we need to remember that the kingdom of God is coming. We need to remember that one day we will be in the kingdom of heaven where there's no pain, where there's no sorrow, where there's nothing like that. We need to remember that the kingdom of God is promised to us. That's what we need to remember when we are down and when we are going on with our lives and we have a little bit of extra in our pocket and when we're doing well, that's when we need to remember that the more fortunate we are, the more that we are called to bless and to help others. That's our challenge. And what I am hoping and what I am praying is that every single member of every single church that is hearing this passage today feels the call from Jesus. That every single person who hears this passage, everybody who sits in a pew in church today, or everybody who's watching from some you know place at home, watching their church service at home, do you know that there are millions and millions of Christians who are reading Luke chapter 6? today. My hope is that all of us, all of us will be called to help others as we read these woes from Jesus. Is anybody feeling like they're ready to go out and help others? Anybody? Sue, good job, Sue. Doug, I see Sam in the back. The more fortunate we are, the more we are called to help others. That is the message from Jesus today. That's what we need to understand. There's nothing else. We need to understand that. And imagine what this world would look like if every Christian heard this message and decided to bless others. Imagine what this world would look like. How are we going to bless others this week? 
How are we going to use whatever fortune we have to help other people? I bet we could get creative. What do you think? Hmm. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you, Lord, because you have turned to us and shared this message with us. You told us, Lord, that when we're at our lowest, we are blessed by you. You've told us, Lord, that when we are doing our greatest, it is our responsibility to be your hands and your feet in this world. So, Lord, help us. Help us to see ways that we can help others. Help us to see ways that we can bless others. Help us to feel your comfort and your peace when we are down and when we are low. Lord, help us to help one another. And Lord, we pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us worship God with our morning tithes and offerings. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for
let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, heroes and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Take me as you find me, all my fears and failures. Fill my life again. Keep my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth, friends, and be a blessing to all. Amen. <laughs>